Welcome to the Lifehouse Podcast. Our aim is that together we can love God, love others as we walk each step with Christ. We hope you find this message practical, encouraging and life-giving. Be blessed. Thank you, Jacob. Thanks, Pastor Josh. How are we going this morning, church? Very good. We're excited to be here this morning, out of the cold, into the, the warmth of Lifehouse. Amazing. So yeah, so just um, so just in case yeah, you don't really know much about me, my name is Jacob. Nice to meet you, wherever you may be. Um, but yeah, so uh, I lead the house youth, which is the youth ministry of this place, of this uh, this church, and as well um, junior high, which is kind of in a way can be like described as the morning youth um, in like here, like on a Sunday morning out in the kids shed. Um, so that, that is a bit about me, but another thing about me that you may know or that you may not know is that I can be incredibly forgetful. Um, so those of you who are around me the most and who know me pretty well know that more often than not, I generally forget something. Um, so quite often, quite often, and I go to start the ignition, realize that my keys aren't there. They're not in my pocket and I've left them inside or left them on the back sound desk here at church. So quite often it's my keys. Um, I, I actually need to wear glasses. Um, I wear contact lenses now, but um, a lot of the time, you know, when I was wearing glasses, uh, I don't know if they're here this morning, but um, Matt and Shuli, I'd be at their place all the time and basically guaranteed every single time I was at their place, I left without my glasses. Um, and that's kind of important when you need to drive. And especially now that I'm wearing contact lenses, um, unfortunately, there has been not once, but multiple times where I have gotten up, I've gotten ready for the day, I've hopped in my car, I've started driving down my road, and then I've had this revelation that I can't see anything because I forgot to put my contact lenses in. And so I realized, I'm like, ah, oh, okay, so I have to turn around, hope that I don't hit the neighbor's cat, pull in the driveway without breaking anything, and then go inside and uh, put my contact lenses in. Um, and so I can be quite, yeah, quite forgetful. Um, I don't mean to be. It just can happen sometimes. And so like, I actually forgot that I was even preaching in this series. Um, not going to lie. Like, it was like two weeks ago. It wasn't like I forgot the, in the lead up to this week. It was like a couple of weeks ago. And um, Josh was like talking to myself and a few other people. And he's like, all right, so here's the, here's the rundown for what's happening in the next couple of weeks. He's like, so we're going to be starting our new series, Wind and Fire. And Pastor Tash is going to be speaking on the first week. And we're like, yes, awesome. And he's like, and then Jacob's going to be speaking the next week. And I'm like, Am I? Okay. Uh, good to know. Uh, but hey, that is what reminders are for. Uh, and so I'm here. I'm ready. I'm prepped. I'm excited to go. Ask the person next to you, are you ready? Because you better be. So um, I, I was thinking about, I was thinking and praying about like what aspect of the Holy Spirit uh, to speak on and to dive into this morning. And it's a big thing because like the Holy Spirit is a huge aspect of what we believe as a church and as followers of Jesus. And so I was like, man, this is a huge, you know, he's a huge subject and topic to, to speak on. I was like, man, I, I do not know what I should really go into. And so I was thinking about it a lot and I was thinking like, well, could go on like the power of the Holy Spirit, could go on like the gifts of the Holy Spirit or the fruit of the Holy Spirit. But during the week, I just felt God remind me um, to just look into like why he sent his Holy Spirit in the first place. 
and to read about that, to do a bit of digging about that, the fundamental reason why the Holy Spirit was sent from heaven and poured out on all people in the first place. And it wasn't just so we could have boldness and power. It wasn't just so we could receive these cool gifts. But without a key word that I'm about to mention, like those things are amazing. Those things are great. They are biblical. They are wonderful because they help to build our faith. They help to encourage one another, but they also help in this key word. And that key word is relationship, relationship with God. So without wanting to develop and grow our relationship with God, we can just turn into, in a way, kind of like selfish Christians or selfish followers of Jesus, where we just want to receive where we just we we just like want to want to get because of you know what we can receive from God rather than having that heart attitude and that posture of God I just want more of you God I want to know you more I need more of you and so when we have that mindset of God I just need more of you that helps to realign us back to relationship that the Holy Spirit wasn't just given so we could receive gifts just for us because it actually, one, helps us draw closer to God, but also it helps those around us to draw closer to God as well when we're using those gifts and we're using those things in the way that God originally originally intended for us to use them. So that's why the Holy Spirit was sent and poured out on all people because the Holy Spirit helps us. He guides us. He reveals the truth of God and His Word to us. And that the Holy Spirit helps us in our walk with God, helps us with our relationship with God throughout life. And we know that because in Ephesians 2 verse 18 says, Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done. So the Holy Spirit was sent so that we could grow and draw closer to God in our walk with Him, in our relationship with Him. Before we get into this morning, I just want to share a little bit about my experience with being filled with the Holy Spirit. So for me, I know Pastor Tash shared hers last week, um, but my, mine is a bit different. See, mine mine wasn't this like huge, like memorable like moment where I was like, this is it. I'm being filled with the Holy Spirit. It wasn't this memorable moment for me where I had all these you know feelings and started speaking in an unknown language, which you may have heard as as the gift of tongues, which is essentially a heavenly prayer language that the Holy Spirit gives us. And so for some people, they can remember the exact moment uh, where they were filled with the Holy Spirit, where the Holy Spirit came into their lives and they were transformed. But honestly, for, for me, I don't, that wasn't like how that happened for me. Like I didn't have this one memorable moment where I was like, okay, th- this is this just happened, that I just got filled with the Holy Spirit. See, I know that, that there were multiple times where I would pray for the Holy Spirit to, to fill me, to, to, ba- to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I know that there were multiple times where someone was speaking or sharing around the Holy Spirit, and they had a response time at the end and asked, hey, if anyone wants to be filled with the Holy Spirit, um, you know, why don't you, you know, raise your hand or come down to the front or whatever it was. And so there were multiple times I responded and people prayed over me, but it wasn't like I felt these, these like feelings and this like emotion and everything like that. I felt just like no difference. And so like for me, it wasn't like this moment where it was like, bang, like I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. So I didn't have that real memorable moment and I'm not 
exactly, and honestly, I'm not exactly sure like when the Holy Spirit like filled my life and I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. But I do know this. I do know that the Holy Spirit lives in me and I can see the evidence of the Holy Spirit in my life. And so even though I can't really remember the exact moment where it happened, like I can look back and see the growth that there has been in my life. I can see the fruit of the Holy Spirit that has developed in my life. I can see how much more I rely on God, how much more I'm able to be guided by His leading, by His voice, by the Holy Spirit in my life. And also I can look back and see like how much more I understand, how much more like God has revealed to me through His Holy Spirit. Things in back then I may have not understood, but now like I do. So I can see the evidence of the Holy Spirit in my life. Because the Holy Spirit helps us grow closer to God and in our walk with Him. So before, any, before anything else, before we get started and we, we get into um, this, this message, I, I just want to encourage you, church, that this morning, like, if that is you, and that in our walk with God and with the, the Holy Spirit walking in our lives, that isn't defined by just one moment. It's not defined by one or a few moments. It's not defined by a spiritual moment. Because those moments are awesome, right? They build our faith. They build the faith of those around us. But having that like real spiritual one moment doesn't define your relationship with God or your, I don't know, in a way like how, how well you're like, man, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. That is not what is defined by that because that you take. It's the steps. It's progressing forward bit by bit, day by day, relying more and more on the Holy Spirit. So like what Pastor Tasha was Talk about the start of her message last week. We can so easily focus on on the gifts and the and the power and, and the spiritual moments and all the speaking in tongues and things like that. And we can get so focused and you know so just like caught up in focusing on those aspects of the Holy Spirit. And yes, don't get me wrong, that is important. That is so important. And those things are awesome. Like they are, they are incredible that we actually get to receive that from God and that He has given us those gifts and those abilities. But it's that the Holy Spirit primarily helps us in our relationship with God, right? He, he guides us, He leads us, He reveals all truth to us. And so that is how the Holy Spirit helps us in our walk with God. And so this morning, that is what we're going to be looking at. Right? We're going to be looking at how the Holy Spirit helps us in our walk with God. So if you have your Bibles on you, or if you're taking notes, otherwise you can look on the back screen. Um, we're going to be primarily looking at um, a verse in the Bible, which is John 14, verse 15 to 16. And then later on, we'll be covering a bit, bit other stuff as well, but primarily focusing on John 14, verse 15 to 16. If we could have that on the back screen, thanks. So Jesus is having this little conversation with his disciples, just for a bit of context, and they're talking about a bunch of stuff. And Jesus is about to kind of drop this bombshell of news to them in effectively saying like, hey, this, all this stuff is going to be happening to me and then I'm actually not going to be around much longer on earth. Physically, I will not be around much longer. And so then he brings up the Holy Spirit and this is how he describes the Holy Spirit to his disciples. He says this in verse 15 and 16. If you love me, obey my commandments and I will ask my father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. Father, and He will give you more time. If you love me, obey my commandments. 
and I will ask my Father, and He will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. Why don't you just pray with me this morning, church? Holy Spirit, we just pray right now that you will just open up our hearts, you will open up our our ears so that we can uh, receive from you, so that we can hear from you. And God, I just pray that this morning we will just walk away knowing more of your love, knowing more of how much you love us. And I just pray, Jesus, that this morning that we'll just be able to be led, guided, and just know more about how uh, your love for us through the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. So, so in, in reading that, that scripture, I just want to draw a few things, um, three, three points or three different aspects that we can uh, draw out of the Holy Spirit in terms of relationship with us and how those, those three different aspects or components of the Holy Spirit that we read about in the Bible helps us in our walk with God. And so it's important with the scripture that I just read uh, to note a couple of the words that Jesus uses. And the first one um, is the word advocate. He uses the word advocate to describe the Holy Spirit. So that is my first point this morning. That the Holy Spirit is our advocate. So in the original language, if you don't know what this means, in the original language, uh, that word advocate is parakletos. Someone say parakletos. Parakletos. And in the simplest definition, the simplest definition of this word parakletos is called to one's aid. But to go a bit deeper than that, this word was actually a legal term. So it's actually a legal term that was used back in this day and age and culture um, and so to expand that definition a little bit more, it like properly meant something more like this. Someone who makes the right judgment call for someone else because they are close enough to the situation. Right? Someone who makes the right judgment call for someone else because they are close enough to the situation. And so like think of a lawyer, right? Does anyone here like any like law drama shows? Like Law and Order, Suits? Like, Bull, Judge Judy, surely there's got to be one or two for that. Couldn't quite, Tanika, yeah, awesome Tanika. Right, so, so think, think of a lawyer. Like, a, a lawyer gives advice and helps their client to make the right decision and to get the best out of the circumstance that, that their client is in because they know what they are entitled to and they know their client's situation that they are close enough and that they talk enough with their client to be close enough and understand the situation that they're in. And so, in essence, and from that, as a result of that, they can give their client the best advice. Uh, But without knowing both sides, without knowing, one, what they are entitled to and the law, but also then, two, without knowing their client's situation, they are limited, a lawyer is limited in their ability to give the best advice to give the best help for their client. So parakletos is about being close to one another, called to one's aid. And so I just want you to think about the situation that we read, that we just read in John 14. All right, so Jesus drops his bombshell to his disciples. The, the, the people that, the 12 people that he was closest to for three years. And he drops his bombshell of news, basically saying like, hey, guess what? One of you guys are going to betray me. Another one of you guys is going to deny me three times. All this stuff is going to happen to me. 
I'm actually going to be killed, but I am then going to rise from the dead again, and then I'm going back to my Father in heaven. So physically, I will actually not be around with you for much longer. And so Jesus drops this to his disciples. Um, but then he, he says, but don't worry, because I will be sending another advocate. I'll be sending an advocate to you, one who is close to you. But see, you've got to understand from, from the disciples' perspective, Jesus was their advocate. To, to them, I'm sure they were thinking, why would we need another advocate when we have you? Like, you are our helper. You are the one who is close and is close to, our, close to us to give us aid, to give us support, to give us help. Right? So for, you, for three years, see, Jesus was involved in their lives. Like for three years, he was walking with them. He ate with them. He drank with them. He, he just did life with them. And so he was physically present with them and so close to them. So just before he, he ascended to heaven, he tells his disciples, again, I will ask my Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. And so that, that word, another, when Jesus says another, that word um, in the original language means one like me. It means one like me. And so basically what Jesus was saying, like, I am physically leaving but I am sending one like me who will do what I would do if I were physically present with you, but he will live in you and that he will never leave you and be with you and reveal all truth to you. See, I may be physically leaving, but I am sending one just like me to do in my absence what I would do for you. But like hearing this upset the disciples, like, like they, they, they were actually grieving about this. And I was thinking about this, and I was like, why were they so upset? Like, why were they actually, like, disappointed when Jesus said, hey, I'm sending another like me because I'm not going to be with you physically for much longer? And as I was thinking about this, I was like, well, I guess you got to, th- yeah, like, you got to just think about all that they had experienced with Jesus, right? Like, you think about, like, all that they had experienced with him, like, the miracles that he did, like, he, he opened the eyes of the blind. He healed, he, he the, like the deaf could hear. The, the dead was raised back to life. The, those with leprosy were cleansed. Like all these amazing miracles that Jesus did, the power and the authority that he had was incredible. But, but more than that, I think as well, they, they didn't want Jesus to leave because of the, the revelation and the teaching and the insight they received from Jesus. Right, like the parables that Jesus taught and the questions that his disciples, uh, disciples, no, disciples, the questions that his disciples were able to ask him afterwards and the revelation and the insight and the teaching that Jesus had was nothing like they or anyone else had ever heard before. Like elsewhere in, in, in the Bible, it says that when Jesus taught that the people who were listening hung onto every word he said that those who were listening were just like quiet and just like like sitting down and just like eager with anticipation because people were blown away with the authority in which Jesus spoke, with the revelation and the understanding and, and the insight that he had about God and his word. And so as he taught, people were blown away by, by the, the insight and the revelation in which he was able to teach them. 
And so thinking about all this, it kind of makes sense why the disciples were didn't want Jesus to leave. Why they didn't just want another another one like him because they loved Jesus so much that they didn't want him to leave. But then as Jesus and his disciples were having a bit more of a conversation later on in in chapter 16, verse 6, Jesus says, uh, says this to them. Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. So Jesus is trying to say to his disciples, hey, it is best if I actually leave. It is best if I actually go because then my Father, God in heaven, will be sending His Helper, the Holy Spirit, to you. And He will be able to do way more than I can because I'm limited in my physical body. I can only be at one place at one time. But when the Holy Spirit comes, my spirit comes, He's not limited by time. He's not bound by by space, but He can be with you, living within you and present with you wherever you are. So it is actually best if I go. It is actually a good thing if I leave because the Holy Spirit will be within you and will never leave you. And so I love that Jesus keeps reaffirming to his disciples that he will never leave you. The Holy Spirit will never leave you. The Holy Spirit is never going to leave you. The Holy Spirit is never going to leave you. He keeps reassuring this to his disciples. And I love that because I think for not only the disciples, but for us and all people, I think it is a very natural fear um, to be alone, to have people leave you. And it doesn't matter what, what the reason might be, it sucks, right? It hurts. Whether it is in a relationship sense and someone leaves you or whether it's just like someone, a close friend moves away because of work and like that, that sucks. No matter what the reason is, it sucks when people that we love in our lives leave, and so because the disciples were so close with Jesus, they were upset by hearing that, they, that he was going to be leaving. He was physically not going to be present. But he keeps reassuring them, no, this is best for you. No, this is actually good because then the Holy Spirit will be released and live within you and never leave you. So because the Holy Spirit is always with us, that he's never going to leave us, he's our advocate. Right, the Holy Spirit is our advocate, one who is called to our aid. So I just want to say, the Holy Spirit knows your situation. The Holy Spirit sees you. The Holy Spirit knows you and that He is actually called to your aid. He understands whatever circumstance you may be in, whatever situation you may be facing, the Holy Spirit sees that and He is close to you and He knows your situation. He knows what you're going through and He is called to your aid so that then He's able to reveal truth to you, reveal the best steps for you to take. So the Holy Spirit is our advocate. Point number two. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. So teacher, the Holy Spirit teaches us. Like I said in in that verse, that, and He will reveal all truth. He will reveal all truth. So a teacher helps their students to understand what is being taught. Who can remember being in school and there's something like trigonometry? And you're like, I don't get this. I don't understand this. Why is, there, why is there letters in a maths equation? doesn't make sense. But then like the, the, the role of a teacher 
is to help their students understand the truth, help to reveal the truth in them so that they can actually understand that and that they can use that, that they are then equipped with that. And so the Holy Spirit with us, the Holy Spirit reveals to us and helps us understand the heart and the character and the Word of God so that we can then apply that in our life. So Paul says this in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 to 19. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray from his glorious, unlimited resources. He will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. And I love this scripture that Paul prays. Because I just love that part where he's like, and I pray that he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts and his roots will grow deep down within you. See, what the Holy Spirit does is that he teaches us and he reveals new things to us. It's like taking back a new layer. It's like he reveals a new layer of something, a new layer of God's love, a new layer of God's character. And so like growing up, um, my sister and I would ride our bikes down into this like this corner shop with our with our mum, and so I think it was like once a week. I can't remember. Was it mum? Yeah, it was about once a week. Um, and so like we would ride our bikes down to this corner shop, and we would get given. I think it was like it was either like fifty cents or a dollar. I'm feeling old because now I'm thinking back. I'm like, man, you could get a lot with a dollar back then. But so we'd ride our bikes down to this corner store. And uh, they had a bunch of like jars of lollies and things like that. And so we would then use our 50 cents or use our dollar uh, to get like whatever we wanted. And I remember one of the things that I liked to get um, was called a jawbreaker. Now, if you don't know what a jawbreaker is, um, essentially it's like this very hard kind of round lolly, um, almost like a hard candy except a, a bit bigger very hard, very round, hence the name jawbreaker. So you couldn't actually bite through it. You couldn't chew through it. So all you would have to do is pop it in your mouth and just try and like suck on it to just try and dissolve it. And so o- over time as you're doing that though, what, what, what the, the cool thing about a jawbreaker is that it had different layers of flavor. Like apple, apple flavor. Not honestly a horrible flavor. I don't like apple flavor, but anyway, it might be apple. And then as you continue to dissolve it, then it would be like orange, which is much better. Citrus is the superior lolly flavor. So there would be like orange, and there might be like raspberry and lime and strawberry. And so as you continue to dissolve this drawbreak, drawbreak, no, jawbreaker, la, 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 as you continue to d- dissolve this, it's like a new layer is like uncovered. And this new flavor, it's still the same thing, but this new flavor like, is discovered. And so what the Holy Spirit does in our life is teach us and reveal God's truth to us. So it's like, we, like, uh, it's like a, a new layer of understanding is like stripped back. A new layer of 
God's love is understood, a new layer of His grace, a new layer of His forgiveness, a new layer of His hope. And as we continue to, to seek God and to want to draw closer to Him, the Holy Spirit, like a teacher, reveals to us more of God's truth. He reveals all truth to us. And we have a greater understanding of God, of His love, and of His Word that we are able to apply in our lives. So the Holy Spirit is our teacher. He brings clarity and revelation into our life. And my last point, is, number three, is that the Holy Spirit is our guide. The Holy Spirit is our guide. So there was one time, um, I don't know exactly when this is, it was either a school camp in primary school or when I first started high school, or it was an outdoor ed camp, which is when I was at the end of high school. I don't know the time frame. Uh, again, forgetful. Um, but there was some point in my life where um, I was able to go like caving. And I saw say caving. It wasn't like full on caving. It was more like tunneling. I think that's a more a- accurate description. I don't know where it was. I can't remember the location. I can't remember anything else. I just remember we got told to put on these helmets we got told to listen to everything that um, the worker there was like telling us and we would get down and army crawl through these like tunnels. So like we're going through like these tunnels and like you can't see anything because it's underground, it's black, it's dark. So like all you're doing is just like army crawling like through this tunnel. There's like not much space at all. You could only go one at a time, like single file because there's like not much space. So you're not sure exactly where you are. Like you have a torch but you're not sure exactly where you are. You don't know how far you are to the end. You don't know whether you're going to be going left or right. But I remember when I was down in those tunnels, army crawling my, my way through, I could hear like the instructor and the guide on the other side at the end of the tunnel saying, hey, you're doing great. That, that's it. Just like, keep going. You're going to be hitting a bit of a left bend soon and then you're going to come right. And then you're going to be basically once you turn right, then you're just a little bit more to the left and then you're out. Like you're doing well, keep keep going. And I could hear the encouragement and I could hear the way that she was guiding me and leading me through that tunnel. And the reason I could trust her, even though I couldn't see her, even though I didn't really know her all that well, the reason I could trust her and I held on to the encouragement and to the leading that she was telling me was because she had been through that before. She had done it before. Like she knew those tunnels better than anyone else. Like she worked there, like that was her job. She had been through them probably more than anyone else, countless times. And so as like myself and my class were each going through those different tunnels, we knew that we could trust her and be led by her, be guided by her because she had been through that before that she was guiding us. And so the Holy Spirit is our guide. The Holy Spirit is our guide who leads us through life and leads us to a place and to an understanding that we can't go by ourselves. Where in our strength, we couldn't go, but in the strength of the Holy Spirit and in trusting and being led by Him, we can go to places and we can go and have an understanding and have this inner strength that we couldn't have without Him. So in Galatians 5 verse 16, it says this, So I say, 
Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. And then just in verse 25, it says, Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow or be guided by the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. In every part of our lives. So you may be thinking, well, if the Holy Spirit is a guide for us, how do we be led by Him? Right? If I'm to let the Holy Spirit guide my life and be led by Him in every part of my life, every aspect, every room in my life, how do I do that? And, and we do that by the same way that we would with any other guide in our life. Anyone else who is guiding us through something, it's the same. And that is we listen and we trust. And those things take time, right? Those things take time. Um, if I could have the rest of the band up, that would be great. I won't be too much longer. But growing up, I remember having a home phone. Anyone else remember home phones before mobile phones? Again, I'm I'm in this weird generate. I'm in this weird specific age group where I remember all that stuff, and I and I now fully immersed in this stuff. I remember having blackboards when I was in like grade two. And now you just don't see them anymore. So I remember having home phones. I remember having a home phone. And so when, when, that, when that phone rang, you weren't, you know, it didn't show up on your screen who was calling you. You just had to wait either one to recognize their voice or two for them to introduce themselves. And so if I, if I was at home and I heard the phone ring, I'll pick it up and be like, hello, this is, this is Jacob speaking. This is Jacob Goldschmidt. I can't remember what I said. It's been that long. But anyway, my parents taught me to say, my sister and I to say this one like introductory line. And then I would listen for, for the voice. So I, if the phone rang and it was my mom on the other line who was calling home, I would listen and I would be able to recognize her voice. And I just knew before she even said, hey guys, it's mom. From the very first word, I knew, okay, that's mom. Because I, I had been around her. So like obviously like she has been... In my life, like she was there, like I've learned to recognize her voice. And all, all that time, right, over time, I started to recognize her voice. But then if there was someone who I had only just met, like early in the week or whatever, and like they called, I wouldn't be able to, I would say like, sorry, who is this? Because I wouldn't under, I hadn't recognized their voice yet. I didn't quite know them yet. And it's the same with, with the Holy Spirit guiding us, right? Like it takes time to recognize the Holy Spirit's voice and how He speaks to us in our life. His leading and His guiding in our life, that takes time and it takes trust to develop that and to hear that and to be able to understand that and to be able to recognize that in our life. And so I just want to encourage you this morning, church, that I just want to encourage you, like, don't beat yourself up if you're not sure. Like, if you're not, like, quite, like, sure, like, how the Holy Spirit, like, wants to lead you or you're not quite sure how to recognize His voice, that's okay. Like, don't beat yourself up. It doesn't mean that you're a bad Christian. It doesn't mean that you're a bad follower of Jesus because it takes time and it takes trust to recognize His voice and to recognize His leading. But over time, as we continue to be led by Him, as we continue to, to draw near to Him, 
and to just stop, stop, take time and listen to Him day by day, bit by bit, we become familiar with His voice. We become familiar with the Holy Spirit's leading in our life. Right? And, but like we can so easily question, right? We can so easily question why we should allow the Holy Spirit to guide us. So like we hesitate, we can hold back in allowing ourselves to be led by Him. And if that's you and you're feeling a little hesitant in allowing the Holy Spirit to, to guide you and to lead you in every area of your life, I just want to encourage you this morning that, that, that He is the same God. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He knows all. He sees all. He's above all. So He knows you. He sees you. He loves you. He is for you in your corner. He's with you. And, and He knows what is ahead of you. And like that guide who was calling out to me when I was in those tunnels and it was hard to see and I didn't know which direction I was to take, like the guide who was calling out to me, the Holy Spirit is calling out to you. The Holy Spirit is wanting to reveal more of Himself to you, to, to, to be close to your aid, to be your advocate, but to also guide you in every area of your life. See, we may not know what the future is going to hold for us, we may not know what situation is going to pop up. We don't know what circumstances and challenges we may face. But I just want to encourage you this morning, church, that God knows. And His Holy Spirit was sent so that He could help us in our walk with Him. That He's guiding us, that He's leading us and revealing truth to us in a way that we can't discover on our own. He loves us in a way that we'll never fully be able to understand. So even though we won't necessarily be able to fully grasp the, the whole magnitude and the whole essence of God's love for us, that the Holy Spirit still teaches and reveals His truth of how much He loves us to us. Just layer by layer, giving us a deeper understanding. So can we all like stand in this place? We're about to go back into a time of worship. So this morning, church, as we, as we go back into worship and we spend this time in the worship, I just want to encourage you just ask to ask what the Holy Spirit is wanting to reveal to you. I just want you to ask yourselves, Holy Spirit, what, what are you saying to me? What are you wanting to reveal to me? Where are you wanting to lead me, to guide me? And just as we start lifting our voices and singing, I just believe that as we continue to press closer into God, as we continue to, to lean in and listen to His Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is going to be revealing new layers. He's going to be revealing new revelations. And that He's going to be revealing as well His voice to us. That maybe you've never really been able to recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit. I'm believing that this morning, no matter how great or how small that may be, that this morning that we will be able to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. He's leading and He's guiding in our lives, but also the, just how much He loves us. Again, back to relationship, how much He loves us. Because the Holy Spirit helps us to draw closer to God and in our walk with Him. So why don't you pray with me, church, and then we're just going to go back into worship. Holy Spirit, we thank You. God, in fact, we just thank You that You poured out Your Holy Spirit upon all flesh. That You did not 
withhold yourself or withhold your Holy Spirit, that, but that you release your Holy Spirit upon all place, upon all people, the young, the old, the, the slave, the free, male, female, God, that you did not hesitate, that Jesus, you did not withhold yourself from the cross because you loved us that much, but then as well that you sent your Holy Spirit to us to lead us, to guide us, to reveal more of how much you love us, Jesus. To you, Jesus, walk with you. So God, we just pray this morning as we worship you, as we lean into you, Jesus, that you will be revealing more of your love for us and that your Holy Spirit will be speaking to every single person in this place this morning, reminding us that you are our advocate, close to our aid, that You are our teacher, wanting to reveal a greater truth, a greater knowledge, a greater understanding of You and of Your Word to us, and that You are our guide, leading us and guiding us in every aspect of our life. So Lord, would You speak to us in this place this morning? Holy Spirit, we acknowledge Your presence. We know that You are here. And we just say, have Your way in us. Speak to us. Reveal new things to us. Reveal new revelations to us, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your love for us and for who you are. Thank you, team. Let's worship this morning, church. Thank you for joining us this week. If you wish to connect with us, please send an email to info at life.house or come and see us at 170 Adelaide Road, Murray Bridge. And remember, the door is always open for you at Lifehouse. God's house our home.